0: OTB Sports Rugby.
1: One to fifteen, Evans got a role to play in terms of breaking down the opposition, but it's enjoyable attack to, to be involved in because we all like to play
2: rugby and get our hands on the ball and stuff like that.
0: Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now.
2: OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. I'm delighted to say we're turning to athletics now, ahead of the European Indoor Athletics, um, which are going to be uh, fast and furious over the next few days. And I'm delighted to say Phil Healy is with us. Phil, good morning to you. How are you?
0: Hey, how are things? Thanks a million for having me on.
2: What part of the world are you in at the moment?
0: I am currently in Watford, still in the gym after training this morning, but uh, yeah, I'm here.
2: And when, when are you heading off?
0: I leave on Friday so the Europeans actually start on Thursday evening. I know the 1500 metre boys are on Thursday evening and then the relay is on Sunday for me. Sunday okay. evening.
2: And so the decision for you to just be a part of the relay team this time, what, what goes into making a decision like that for you?
0: Look, it definitely was a hard decision because I've gone to an indoor major championship every year since 2016 and COVID year in 2020 was the only year that it wasn't done so I suppose... That's a tough decision to make when you're there year after year. The last time we had European indoor championships was twenty twenty one and I finished fourth there um so now it has come around where my body isn't where I wanted to be. I'm not running the times where I wanted to be, so I knew I wasn't gonna give the best um performance individually um and it certainly wouldn't be at my standards of going out there in a European championship, so I wanted to save it for the relay and give the best shot that I can for the relay. And I suppose you just have to go away from that individual mindset. Um, like we're individual athletes all the time and like we rarely have a relay together. So um, I suppose it is a hard one to make, but for this, this championships, it's all about the team.
2: Um, again, you make the point there that you're an individual athlete, so it's really difficult to step out of that for a moment and go, okay, that must be very disappointing at one level.
0: 100% because even if I, like I qualified for European championships last year, like the qualification window opened in 2022 and I was running 51 seconds, 400 meters after 51 seconds. And like, if I look at the rankings for the championships this year, I was running one six last year. That would rank me fourth or fifth going into this championship. But this is sport. This is the way it rolls. Not every year is going to be a good year. And um yeah, it is a hard decision, but at least I am injury free. And I suppose that is the main thing, although there is a few health things going on. And I suppose that can be more frustrating and less clear, um, I suppose, and frustrating as an athlete. But um yeah, it was a decision we had to make. And yes, we could have shy away from the European Championships altogether. But this is a great opportunity for a women's 4 by 4 team. It's the first time we have a women's 4 by 4 Relay in European Indoor Championships since 2010, I think. So it's a massive opportunity. We have two new girls making their senior debut as part of the team, and the squad is growing um, year after year. So it's great to see everybody is stepping up and everybody is keeping each other on their toes. So we're fighting for those places, and uh, it's great to see um, women 400 meters sprinting in Ireland uh, going to new levels as well.
1: You said it was a, a tough decision, of course, uh, Phil, but it also strikes me as maybe a, a mature decision, like when when athletes are coming through at 17, 18, there's maybe an eagerness and, and a willingness to to maybe push the body to places it shouldn't be going, whereas now you're obviously more in tune and, and I guess more accepting of what it can and can do at certain times of the year.
0: 100% and I suppose you just have to take that step back and for me, after coming fourth in 2021, like a final is obviously the main goal again and I know my body is nowhere near even probably getting to a semi-final if i wanted to compete individually so like that is i'm only setting myself up for failure and i'm exposing myself in that environment where i don't need to um where i can go in run the relay give the best possible um leg over that four by four distance for the relay team go away from the championship start again and uh look forward to outdoor season hopefully things are back um firing the way they should be
2: and when do you feel like you'll be back to yourself
0: I suppose for me, like the winter was very frustrating and I didn't have the answers of what was actually going on. There was a few different things like my white blood cells and things were all over the place. But yesterday I actually had a consultant appointment in Beaumont and I finally got more clarity and I finally got answers. So I suppose it's just about adjusting to those changes now and treating what I need to treat because I do have thyroid issues and I do have an autoimmune disease with that. So we do have a lot of tests coming up in the next few weeks to rule out any other autoimmune diseases. And I suppose for the athlete, no one no athlete wants an injury ever in their career. Um but for me at one point it was nearly easier if it was an injury because at least I would have had a set road to recovery and you have answers. But there was a point in the winter where I did contemplate like should I stick with the sport? Should I not stick with the sport? And I know Some of the listeners are probably like, God, that's so dramatic. It is only sport at the end of the day, but it is also your career at the end of the day. Yes, I do have a full-time job on the side and people were saying that, oh, because the performances weren't coming out, it's because you've changed and started working full-time. But I'm like, if only you actually realized behind the scenes, that is not the case. And the job for me has been a great balance, has been a great change. Um, But yeah, there was a point where I did think maybe my time is done in the sport maybe it's not worth going at it anymore and like i suppose if you're in any career or any profession and you're going you're not performing day after day you're like why am i staying in this why i'm not enjoying it so like there was that that point and i did stick with it and hopefully things are coming around in the right way and like obviously it's easy to share the highs day after day but the lows are important to share as well It's just to to be transparent and i suppose to be honest and I certainly wasn't looking for pity or anything like that when I did say that I was um, withdrawing from the 400. It was just, I have had a great run of it over the, the last few years, going to major championship after major championship and getting semi finals, going to the Olympics and different things like that. But uh, there does come a time where your body just isn't responding. And for me, that is now. And finally, I have got answers and finally I can treat that. And hopefully things... um will come together
2: again I, I don't know if you're if you're not if you don't want to talk about this that's totally fine we don't need to but um, it sounds like you've been on a, a, a journey of discovery to try and like get the science to be as exact as it possibly can like you, you know you, you, you talk about um, the level of competition that you're at every single second of every single day has to be measured out and you're against the clock the whole time so it's it's about measurement of even down to white cell count it must be incredibly frustrating when you suddenly lose control over that
0: 100% because there was a time where my bloods looked perfect but still training was such a struggle and for me I know the ins and outs of training and there's no fooling me and thinking that things are okay and I suppose that makes me very hard to coach at times as well um, but the reality was that training wasn't good enough my body even when we took the intensity out and we were doing the slow work Pay stuff in training my body just was not responding and i'm like will i ever be back to being able to run properly and i suppose you're performing you your training at such an intense rate all the time you need to be on top of your game all the time everything does need to be in a line so i did have a great um team around me all Shane my coach is always there and then working with the doctors in UPMC in Waterford and Sport Ireland as well and um, it was great to to have that and to, to try find answers and uh, yeah we're we're on the road to recovery and we're on the road to getting back there and I suppose I just wanted to be clear on what was going on because it hasn't just been the winter it has been ever since I got COVID in March of last year things haven't been right and I'm not one to share, like some athletes are out there and they're sharing that on their journey and all the tough times along the way. For me, I only shared this last week, but it has been a year of struggle. It has been a year of lacking consistency in training. And for me, performance is built on consistency week after week. And even if I look at the last year that I come to training and one day is good the next day is poor and you you don't know what way your body is on a certain day and you're giving it a hundred percent and it's like okay it's not there today and I suppose then when I went to European championships last summer I was certainly such a below par performance but then I had the relay a couple of days later and that was a good performance and then I had the final of the relay and that was a poor performance so like it's one day it's good one day it's bad but this is your body at the end of the day. You have to accept that you're not a robot and can compete day after day and perform at that level. And uh, we just had to take a step back and um, and see what was actually going on.
1: I, I think I remember speaking to you before, Phil, it was a, a bit after you'd broken your foot in, in 2019 at the training camp in Malta. Um, like, And of course, this is a completely different health issue than that was, but does having those setbacks before build up a little bit of scar tissue and make make this easier? Or is it just adding to the frustration that, that you're having to be out of action again?
0: It does in ways. And I suppose when breaking my foot in 2019, I knew it was broken. I knew I couldn't run. I had the answers and I had a road to recovery. And I remember even saying to Shane a couple of weeks ago, I was like, when I came back from breaking my foot, I was actually running quicker. And now I have no injury and my body just isn't able. And it was so frustrating. So I actually think this time was, more frustrating than ever because no one could give me the answers of is my body ever going to be back um is a break taking a few weeks off the best of things and I was like right if I take a few weeks off there's probably a high chance I'll never come back again because I was like what's the point and I know like when you're the athlete in that situation you don't want to take a break you want to keep going you want to get your body back around but sometimes maybe it is the the best option but yeah it, it it was so frustrating and even say like throughout the indoors, I knew the the indoor races were coming closer and closer. And I'm always someone that opens up really early in January and races throughout the indoor season. We had to cancel the races as they were coming closer and closer. And then we just had national championships. And I knew I needed to race to try and help the relay team qualify for the European indoor championships. Again, I could have shied away from, competing at national championships because i knew the performance was not going to be at my desired standards and i suppose i could have chose a different event and hid away a little i could have done the 60 i could have done the 200 but i didn't want to i wanted to go out there and give what i could do for the team um and because we had the european championships that was the main goal and maybe if we didn't have the european championships maybe i would have scrapped it totally but that was the position we were in and we went out there and successfully together qualified for the European Indoor Championship. So I, I am looking forward to, I suppose, running with a team this weekend and it takes the pressure away individually as well. And you can go into the championship and enjoy it Um because it's not every day you're in European Indoor Championship. So you have to take them as they come. And I suppose as athletes, we're literally rolling from one thing to the next. Like when, when I came forth two years ago, you're straight on to outdoor season. You don't actually stop and enjoy the good times and you see that when the hard times roll around so uh, it definitely makes you appreciate that you do need to stop and uh, enjoy the good times when they are there.
1: That individuality of, of athletics is is massive and it's so so important I guess from your perspective then to, to talk to people and I know like we've spoken on the show before the boxers or golfers or uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan has even spoken about the impact Steve Peters his, his uh, psychologist has had with him Has that been something that you've that you've leaned on or decided to lean on in in recent years, the whole psychological aspect of of the sport?
0: Hundred percent. And like I have a great sports psychologist, Kira Lasty, who I work with all the time, and she has been there right since I started working with Kira in twenty seventeen, so like we've come through all the highs together and now we have to, to come through the lows of this and she's been super and like she's dealt with so many other athletes so she's been there and she knows how I am struggling and how I am feeling and like end of the day the mental side of things is so so important and has to be valued because it you have that mental fatigue as well and say like for me if I'm going out day after day and I'm trying to look for markers and training and as much as you want to ignore and just turn up and train you're still looking for that little confidence boost and if it's coming day after day and you're not getting it You're like, oh, God, what's actually happening here? So that's 100% a massive, I suppose, um, element of sport. And people should definitely dabble into it so much more because I can train day in, day out and be 100% perfect. But if that mental side isn't 100% perfect either, then you're not going to get the the desired performance overall.
2: Phil, do you think you had a, a, a touch of long covid
0: that was something that was investigated as well and i suppose there's not enough research there at the moment but i'm still doing ongoing tests to to see that but the the thyroid is definitely the one at the moment that has constantly been bouncing all over the place and ever even since i started um in athletics it's always been an issue for me uh, when i was younger and in my teens as well so uh um i have been put on medication now for it to just trial it and I suppose see can we get it under control and because I have enough data there to show that it has been an issue over the the last few years and I do have thyroid antibodies as well for those um, listening and um, understand that so like they're there there's a family history of it there for me as well and um, it's something that I do have to trial and if it works great if it doesn't then we have to explore other avenues.
2: The the bit you talked about um, starting a job full time, we've had countless athletes come in to us over the years who invested all of their time exclusively into the athletic career and at the end of it found that they hadn't fully developed the rest of their life and that ultimately not having something to fall back on led to too much pressure and so they ended up underperforming at key moments, unconnected to the fact that uh, they weren't training enough because they weren't full-time. It was actually, they were full-time and nothing but that. And then come the moment, they were like, oh, this is all I have in my life. For you, that that scales of, um, I think Jim Gavin always re- used to refer to the, the glass balls in your life, you seem to have, have managed that over the last while. That sounds like it's been a comfort to you over the last couple of months in particular.
0: 100% because I've always said sport isn't going to last forever and like, the winter definitely made me realise that, and for me, the my career side is just as important as the sporting side. So, um, ever before I started the full time job, I was completing my masters in WIT. I continued to do add on modules. My career um, is in software engineering, so I'm. Um, working for a company in Waterford at the moment and it was something that I wanted to start I wanted to make that change like for me it's working from home it's ideal the office is only 5 minutes away as well so it is perfect to have that balance and I suppose it's that security as well yes i am a funded athlete and i have made my income off sport and it has been my career for the last few years but if you're not performing, you're suddenly going to be dropped very quickly. And you have to think as well, long term, like you're not going to make a fortune off sport and certainly not off athletics as well. So you do have to think long term about financial security. And I suppose that 100% was a massive um, security blanket for me during the winter and a comfort because even when I did contemplate, right, if this, can I keep going in the sport? And like for me, I suppose other years I would have thought sport is my identity, I have yes I am funded as I said but that financial security wasn't there long term so now it's like right I have a full-time job I have that financial security if I do stop in the sport and I can move on with my life and I can move on with my career so um it definitely was 100% that, that comfort there but for me also when I used to go away from the track I used to go back to work and It was a switch off from the track. You're not in your head twenty four seven, And it was a great balance. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it certainly hasn't been a performance impact. It probably has helped more than anything um, to create more of a balance there. And uh, it's definitely a change that I I am glad that I have made. And I didn't want to be... So I'm 28 now. If I go to Paris Olympics, I'll be approaching 30 in that winter. um, And I didn't want to be... Thirty and starting my career then. I didn't want to be at the bottom of the ladder. So for me, it was about starting now, um, gaining that experience. I suppose I've been in a very lucky position where I haven't had to start um, and being financially able to continue the sport through the years. Um, So no, it has been a brilliant change and it certainly hasn't been performance impacting that some might think. Um, But there just has been a lot of other things going on behind the scenes that I finally, I suppose, have shared and given a bit of, transparency
1: towards that's fascinating that, you, that you've that you had that attitude Phil because we, we speak to a lot of recently retired sports people on the show and Saturday panels and all the rest and they struggle with that being an ex-rugby player or an ex-football or an ex-Gaelic football or hurler whatever it might be so the fact that you're all, you're, you're already thinking about that and you know not wanting to be tagged as just Phil Healy the athlete I think I remember hearing you before as well even disliking the Ireland's fastest woman tag so that's obviously something that 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 you actively think about, these these tags not defining your life.
0: Absolutely, and you have to because, as I said, sport isn't going to last forever. We never know when it's going to end and your life has to move on. So uh, it, is, it is so important to have that backup plan and that's why I wanted to keep going with my Masters while I was training so that I did have that uh, fallback if it de- did ever end and, um it is so important for other athletes no matter what sports to have that there and i suppose it's not possible in all situations um but for me yeah like yes you're out there you're exposed you're in the media as the athlete but not every day is going to be a good day and um yeah like as you say with the tags as well for me i just see myself as me an athlete going out there performing yes i did have national records before It's great to see um, Rashida absolutely smashing those records and going to a whole other new level to show what can be done in Irish athletics. And it's great to see for everybody coming up as well. So, um, yeah, overall... For me, it is about career development both on the track and off the track um, and it's an important aspect to uh, to take care of.
2: When you made the decision to send the message out about um, not running in the individual, in, in the Europeans, it was obviously a big deal Like, to, okay, I'm, I'm actually going to start talking about this and I'm going to share my story. How do you feel now that you've shared it?
0: I'm actually very glad that I did because I suppose anybody can share the good days and we love posting on Instagram when we have a great performance and... Um, we run great times and we're at European Championships or World Championships or whatever it is and it's easy to share those days but like I always remember Sinead Galvin um, who looks after all of my uh, PR stuff said that you have people following you, you have people invested in your career and they're there to support you and I suppose I had the opportunity to speak to media before Nationals and I didn't want that because I didn't want it to be like oh she's setting Um, herself up and she's making excuses already before she has hasn't even performed and she's looking for that pity for me I didn't want any of that because you are going to have people who understand and you are going to people that that don't actually understand as well so for me I just wanted to go out there do what I could at nationals going in I knew it wasn't going to be where I wanted to be like I have a very high bar and when things aren't good enough I know they certainly aren't good enough but The outpouring of support after it has been unbelievable. And I suppose people appreciated the honesty and um, the just being open as well, because as I said, everybody can share the the good days and it's life. It's reality. Not every day is going to be a good day. So we have to realize and I understand that I'm only talking about sport here and there's far bigger issues going on. But in the end of the day, it is my career yeah it's my health involved and different things like that so i am glad that i i did share it and to be open and i suppose because you are critiqued you are out there for people to to make judgment but without people actually understanding what is going on yeah can but say it, what what they want as well
2: yeah i think it's showing real leadership to um to take the opportunity and it, it was a really excellent point um about there are people out there who will support you and who are emotionally invested in your career because we've, we've watched it develop and flourish and we're all dying to see you back running at the the rate that you can. There's a good piece with um, Janae Kazan in the papers today talking about your sister. There's a possibility there could be two Healy's
0: in Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great to see and Joan's actually in Istanbul as well. So she... Um is running the 60 on Friday so it's super to see we were both there in 2021 um, Joan has a lot of um, injury setbacks through the years so it's super to see that she is going to the European Championships and there was a point as well where she thought she was going to be finish her career at 30 she's now 30 she's going to her second European Indoor Championships she just ran a PB last year she's running quicker than ever um, so it's brilliant to see so hopefully as the summer goes on and um, she will be at world championships and Paris obviously in 2024 as well.
1: Who was faster in the back garden though Was kids, Phil? That's the big question.
0: Oh, it was 100% her. She's actually the only reason that I joined the sport because she led the way and uh, she was the one winning everything and I only joined the Athletic Club to keep her company. Um, so I was definitely a late developer and she was uh, the, the one shining through um, at the younger ages.
2: The 4x400 is absolute hardcore. It's carnage on the track. Like you need pointy elbows.
0: Absolutely and it's even more carnage indoors Um, so it is fun it's entertaining for everybody watching and it's great to see that we do have a team there this weekend Um, and yes we have the performance this weekend but posting times and actually competing at this level has a knock on effect for qualifying for World Relay Championships in 2024 and World Championships in the summer of 2023 as well so it's great to see. We have three of the same team that um, were in Munich um, and we have two new young athletes as well which is super to see they're making their debut as I said um, earlier and um, yeah the, the the depth in 400 metres is um, is growing and growing um, obviously unfortunately we don't have Rashida for this championship because she is obviously smashing things over in the US and has her NCAA championships coming up but uh, no it's it's great to see We've obviously broke the national records outdoor last year. They stood for a long time. So the overall aim with all these championships and with all these uh, 400 metre uh, 4x4 relay is to qualify for Paris um, as well.
2: Well, listen, there's a green storm rising in Irish athletics. And uh, I, I just want to say thanks very much for your openness and your honesty this morning. It's really inspiring. Best of luck this weekend.
0: Super. Thanks a million.
2: B A M AM with Gillette.